Welcome to the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Here you will find powerful messages from our ministry founder and president, Patrick Baker. You will also hear interviews and testimonies, all designed to encourage God's people to come higher in Christ Jesus and experience true power in Him. Join us every week on our prayer line every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. and Tuesday and Friday nights at 7.30 and 9 p.m. respectively. All times are Eastern Standard Time. And now, without further ado, sit back and enjoy the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Hello and good evening, everyone, and welcome to another Button to Christ Ministries Bible Study. We just want to welcome one and all for our Bible study tonight, and it's going to be an exciting Bible study. So please remember to tell your friends to join us on the prayer line tonight. And our Bible study is going to be conducted by no other than Sister Diane, and she has brought a Bible study to us the last time in regards to marriages. And we spoke about marriages, and we had part one of marriages. And tonight, brethren, we are going to be having part two and be talking about marriages. So I pray that you will definitely keep her in your prayer as um, as she conducts as she conducts the study. But we're going to open it up with a word of prayer. And tonight's word of prayer is going to come by no other than Sister Olivia. And she's going to be praying for us this night. Okay, praise God. Go ahead, Olivia. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Please forgive our sins. Please help the Bible study to be um good. And please help it to have an effect on us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Sister Olivia, um, for that Bible study, for that for that prayer, sorry. <laughs> um, and now we are going to go into our special music, and our special music tonight will be coming from Sister Isabella. Praise God. Go ahead. Amen. Happy Thursday, everyone. I hope you are all blessed by my song. Amen. A wonderful Savior is Jesus, my Lord. A wonderful Savior to me. He hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock where rivers of pleasure I see. He hideth my soul in the cloud of the rock that shadows a dry, thirsty land. He hideth my life in the depths of his love and covers me there with his hand and covers me there with his hand with numberless blessings each moment he crowns and filled with his fullness divine. I sing in my rapture, oh glory to God, for such a Redeemer as mine. He hideth my soul in the clouds of the that shadows a dry, thirsty 
Praise God. Thank you, Isabella, for that song of uh, that song of praise. And at this time, we welcome to the platform of Button to Christ Ministries, Sister Diane. Praise God, Sister Diana. If you just press star star to unmute your line, we would love to get right into this Bible study tonight. We're excited. Hello, Sister Michelle. It's how refreshing to hear your voice. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise God. Welcome back, my sister. I'm excited to hear about part two about marriages. Amen. I'm excited myself, too. You know, I'm very passionate about it, and it is something that the devil hates, and he has been attacking a lot, and many families are destroyed. So if I can do my little bit to keep families together, I'll be doing the will of the Lord. So I want to thank you all for coming, and I apologize for taking so long, but I, first and foremost, I had some issues health-wise that I was dealing with. You know how the devil likes to go at you with all force when you are seeking the Lord and striving to stay in the will of God, but God had had the final say, and he told me it's okay, it's time for me to get this this um, bus back on the road, so to speak. So um, before I go into the word, so Michelle, would you like to say a prayer to open up the study? Sure, we can pray again, no problem. Father in heaven, Lord, we come before your presence again, and we just want to praise you and magnify you for this day. 
And as we are about to go into this Bible study, I'm asking that you will cover the lines and you will cover every listener in the hearing of Sister Diana's voice. And that as she speaks, it will not be her speaking, but she will be speaking in the unction of the Holy Spirit. May you bless all the words that come out of her mouth. May the scriptures touch a piece of our heart that we will become more compassionate, that we will be converted tonight, oh my God, in how we correlate with others, our spouses, people within our realm, that our relationships will be built on Christ Jesus and nothing else. We thank you for this Bible study, and we thank you for such Diana, who's going to lead out now, and all the listeners. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So this is marriage part two. And I want to start out by reiterating that marriage is a sacred institution, and we should not take our vows lightly. It is a call to holiness and righteousness. The goal of marriage is to draw us closer to God and in turn closer to our spouse. Marriage is fruitless without the Holy Spirit. Ask for the fruit of the Holy Spirit daily and like a garden, tend it and it will season and sweeten your life and marriage. God loves a quiet and gentle spirit. And in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 4, it says, But let it be the hidden man of the heart, which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which in the sight of God is a great price. So, God expects us to be meek, and to be gentle, to be kind, and to be compassionate to everyone, and especially our spouse and the members of our family. And this in the sight of God is a great price. It's like a huge sacrifice, and God honors sacrifices because it's not easy to be nice and to be quiet all the time, you know, because there are so many things that we want to talk about and point out. But that is not our job. We are to be quiet and peaceful and non-judgmental and allow God to do his part. And this study is not for not only for married people, it's for single people as well. And I'll continue here. So um, it takes two whole persons to make a marriage work. Two whole persons. It will not work if one person is whole and the other person is limping. And that's just speaking figuratively. In other words, we must be on the same level spiritually and mentally. We must both love God and are committed to his way and not our own way. When God is first and foremost in our lives, our marriages stand a better chance of surviving because we are more open to listen to the Holy Spirit. We need to be godly people, and in order to be godly people, we must spend time pursuing God as we would a lover. In God, there is love, there's wisdom, there's understanding, there's compassion, kindness, and forgiveness. And he, too, is the revealer of secrets. So when we're seeking God, we don't have to worry about our spouses keeping secrets from us because God will reveal them to us if we seek him. And he also knows the pitfalls and the problems that lie in hidden places. And um, in Daniel chapter 2, verse 22, 
it reads, He revealeth the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness, and the light dwelleth with him. So God is light, and he can see in the darkness. He knows my heart. He knows your heart, Sister Michelle, and he knows the heart of everyone who is in this study. And he knows our motives. So we don't need to be second-guessing. We can go to God, and God will reveal to us the truth. So, And when God shows you something, we need to do something about it. But sadly, most of the time, we hang around and we generalize, especially, you know, when we are in a courtship. We generalize when we need to run. So we need to listen to the voice of God because his authority prevents heartache and pain. Five years, 10 years, 15 years, or even 50 years down the road. So we need to give self to God and let him choose for us in every area of our life and just wait on him. Because when God warns us and we go ahead and do our own thing, we are satisfying self and dishonoring him. I'll pause here, and if anyone have a comment or want to ask a question, you may go ahead. Okay. I'll continue. Hello. Hello? Yes. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Welcome back to your second portion of marriage and being married and married. (laughs) And you single people too. Um, Yes. I welcome you and um, thank you for your your study tonight. I will listen some more and then I'll make a comment, but I wanted to welcome you personally. And to Thank let you. Know. So may God bless you. Thank and thank you for feeling better. Aww. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. Oh, I'll just continue here. Okay. So since the marriage relationship is equated to the relationship God wants to have with us because the Bible refers to God as a husband. So there are are times, this is the interesting part, there are times when he will allow someone to come into our lives to straighten out those character defects, selfishness, covetousness, pride, Impatience, gossip, malice, lust, and greed. In a marriage, these flaws become more evident and might prove irritating to our spouse who will point them out or push our buttons to bring them out. And these are the things that God wants us to work on because we cannot go to heaven with them. And Matthew 5, verse 48 says, Be therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. So God expects us to be perfect. And uh, sometimes we go through bumps in our marriages, and it's God working on our flaws. He wants to perfect us. And we need to pass the test. So if we have issues with anger, we need to overcome anger. 
And until we overcome anger, we will keep going around the wilderness, just like the children of Israel, until that is surrendered and overcome. In continuing, I just want to add that there are times, you know, when we wear the proverbial mask. I know we're all wearing masks now, but we wear the proverbial mask, you know, to hide our authentic self. When we become a child of God, we must be vulnerable so that the Holy Spirit can bring about changes in our lives. And when we are honest with ourselves, then we can start being our authentic self. And wives, wives, I want you to listen carefully. You are not your husband's mothers, and it is not your job to straighten him out. Instead, spend time fixing yourself and leave the rest to God. Stop judging and condemning your spouse. Pray for them and allow God to take charge because he is the one who avenges. Refuse to spend countless hours brooding over petty stuff. Forget it. Let it go. People will disappoint you, and your husband or wife will disappoint you at times too. Let them off the hook. Don't keep dangling them to punish them because, in effect, you are punishing yourself too because you are one. So when you punish your spouse, you want whatever you do unto them, you're doing it to yourself because the Bible says that the two is one. Anger and resentment towards the spouse affect us more than how it affects them. Don't view yourself your spouse as the interruption of your life. Instead, see them as the beginning of something beautiful and refreshing that can last a lifetime. So if you think your spouse is an interruption of your life, you should have remained single, and this goes both ways. (laughs) And I'm saying this, you know, because I remember in the past I've had when I was single, I had friends who were married and they seemed to want to spend more time with me than with their spouses. And I remember one husband, he called his wife, she and I were out, to tell her that he was on his way to work now so she can come home. <laughs> so Proverbs 14, verse I think it's verse 4, says, Every wise woman buildeth her house, but the foolish plucketh it down with her hands. So women, we should be building our house and not destroying it. Now I'm open for comments, questions. Sister Diana, um, you said said something there in regards to, you know, um, I believe it's that wives, is it wives shouldn't baby their husbands or something along those those lines that we shouldn't judge them. What what is it can you do then as a wife or as as a husband um, in dealing in dealing with your spouse in regards to that? Is it that we have to look within ourselves not to say anything because sometimes the emotions go so high that you have to say something or you're compelled to say something, you know, because you want to set the person straight. You want to fix them, you know, and fix them in the way. What I mean by that is that you want to fix their character. You want to help them along the way. 
So what can we do not to be snappy or to to lash out then? Okay, well, that is not your job because you cannot fix anybody. The only person you can fix is yourself. So what you need to do is to go to the Holy Spirit and let the Holy Spirit tell you how to deal with the situation. Don't do it yourself. And especially, you know, if you're angry, something that is very upsetting, something that is very annoying and it gets under your skin, you know, because it's just going to make a bad situation worse. And then the person will just spouse, you know, will end up resenting you and think you are nagging, even though you're doing it, you know, with good intentions, but they don't see this way. This woman is just nagging. And she nags about everything. But I have found, you know, like when I was married, that when I had issues, you know, with my late husband, I would go to the Holy Spirit because that's what he's told me. He said to me, if you have issues with me, don't come to me and say it. You go to the Holy Spirit and let the Holy Spirit tell me. (laughs) As if he was listening. So I would pray about it. And then the Holy Spirit will tell me when to go to him. And usually I find that he's very receptive when the Holy Spirit gives me the okay to go to him. So that's what we need to do. We need to spend more time in the Word, praying, and it takes time. The Holy Spirit might not give you the okay until two months down the road, three months down the road, but we have to be patient because God is working on us. He wants us to be patient. He wants us to treat that person with love and respect, even though they are just want to rip the hairs off our heads, so to speak. Sister, um, um, is it? Um, Di- mm, I'm sorry. Your your name? Diana. Diana. Hi, this is Sister Candy uh, from Silver Spring, Maryland. Oh, hi. Um, hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, okay, that's mm-hmm. good. Okay, so I had um I had an ex husband and he did so much more than get than got under my skin. He was mm-hmm. very jealous, very obsessive. Um, I could not go anywhere without being questioned. I couldn't wear anything without being asked, Why do I have that on? And he wasn't an Adventist, and, you know, it's like when I said I do, immediately I didn't want to, you know, but by then it was too late because we were married. And when it came time to go to church, it was always an issue when we got in. He would fuss with me going to church. And inside church, you know, he would always look at the pastor and ask why the pastor is looking at me or why am I looking around the church? Who am I looking at or who am I looking for? Um, And it was a very, um, uh, what's the word I want? It was a very, um, I don't want to say, well, I guess I can say abusive mentally. It did get mm-hmm. physically, but mentally it started out um, abusive. And I didn't know to go to the Holy Spirit. I I mean, I, I, I guess I prayed, but not earnestly enough. Um, I just thought that I would defend myself in a way that I will prove to him that his insecurities wasn't my problems. And I don't know if along the lines that he may have been showing my insecurities. Um, and so I guess my question is, how if you weren't 
um, an Advent, an Adventist, if you weren't in the church and you didn't pray, how would you know at what point to ask the Holy Spirit to show you what this person is all about? You know, mind you, when when the Lord said, the Lord actually said, Candy, no. But I, you know, I was like, well, no, I think I can handle this. His brother had said, if you are not a jealous person, then you had a good, you know, you would have a good husband. And so I took it for that. But it didn't prove that way. And I just knew that I wasn't a jealous person, so he would have nothing to worry about. So um, at what point would you know to say, okay, Holy Spirit, what what do I do? You know, how how is this situation going to re- work out? Um, but knowing that the Lord, had, knowing that the Lord had said um, no, um, but I didn't know know that no meant. I guess I really didn't know what no meant. Um, because I wasn't going back. I wasn't in church at that time fully. I didn't, you know. It was um. So I just thought, okay, you know, he'll get over it basically, mm-hmm. and he'll see that I'm not um someone that he had to be insecure or jealous about. Well, you know, um, Mr. Candy, sometimes as women, we tend to sell ourselves short. We see mm-hmm. all the warning signs, and it all mm-hmm. boils down to our values. What are your values? What are you looking for? What are the qualities that you're looking for in a spouse? And you have to be honest with yourself. This is what I would want. I don't want somebody who is going to be jealous. I don't want somebody who's going to be abusive. And I don't want somebody who's going to be selfish. I don't want somebody who's going to be running around on me. So these are the things. And when you see, you know, because people can only pretend for so long. For so long. Mm-hmm. And you are able to see traits in that person, maybe early in the relationship or at some point. And if you see something that you're not comfortable with, that is the time when you need to walk away because it's not going to get any better. Mm -hmm. You know, so it was poor judgment on your part. You were a whole person, as whole as you could be, and you got married to a person who was limping hoping that you could fix him, but it didn't work out. And you said, even though you weren't, you didn't have that connection with God, but God's presence was with you and the Holy Spirit was saying to you, no. And that was the time for you, you know, to just go aside and pray. But then you didn't have the connection or seek some counseling, go to a pastor or a counselor and... uh, you know, pay for some sessions or something to get, you know, to examine, have more examination about, you know, examine this person and this person's character. You can't just take other people's word. You know, people can always say, you know, I'm not going to tell you that my family is bad or my brother is bad. I'm going to say, oh, you know, he's a good person. Well, I wouldn't do that. (laughs) But I mean, people, you know, so it's, you have to, be um have discernment and all of us have some measure of discernment because i'm Mm -hmm. sure Mm -hmm. if you walk out your door and you see someone right away you can probably pick up and say "Hmm, i don't feel safe and i think i need to leave this area right now now yes (laughs) there you go (laughs) yes 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 you know yes you mentioned You mentioned, you know, um, 
at some point, you know, no, I wasn't whole. And it was mm-hmm. easier for me to um, settle for that, um, oh, you know, I can make life different, you know, you're so pretty, um, mm-hmm. to fulfill that uh, insecurity that I knew I had mm-hmm. um, in my within myself not really seeing all the warning signs um, mm-hmm. or possibly seeing it. But uh, um, I think for most women, we'll rather settle and ignore the warning sign because the need to have someone um, is greater. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank well, you. Okay. You're welcome. I want to say something. Hello? 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 Yes, I'm here. Go ahead. I wanted to say something, something along the line of what she said. Um, I met my husband, and um, I probably shouldn't have been dating him. But like mm-hmm. you said, you see things, but you, 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 you try to give people the benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. and you try to see if it's workable. And maybe that is, but at the time I wasn't had that connection with God the way I should have. And maybe if I did, I would have probably listened and said, you know what, let me get on my knees and pray. And I'm um, looking back at it now, now, if I would have, I probably would not have married him. Mm-hmm. Because, um, like you said, if you see things before you get married, um, nine times out of ten, it's just going to get worse. It's That's not necessarily right. going to get better, especially if they're showing you things about themselves. And they don't always show it all at once, but little subtle things yes. that they show you about themselves. And if they see they can get away with it, they'll continue. And next thing you know, they're being flamboyant with it because because mm-hmm. you ain't been paying me no mind, so now I can outright disrespect you because you're tolerating it. And yes. sometimes as women, um, I don't know if we feel we can't do any better. I don't know if that's the case or it's just that because we may not be as close to God the way we should, we tolerate things that we wouldn't tolerate if we had that relationship with God like we should. Am I am I correct in saying that? Because I think yes. a lot of us, if we you if are. We were, if you we are men, because we, we wouldn't tolerate certain things because now that I'm not with him anymore, I'm still married to him, but we're not together. Yes. There are certain things I don't tolerate, and my daughter laughs. But I play my <laughs> ABN, I play my gospel music, and you should see them men fly away like cockroaches. And I said, Hallelujah! You're not a God free from me, free from me. And she says, Mom, are you serious? I say, Yes. Because I don't want you wasting my time. Yeah. And and she thinks it's mean. But if you're not with God, why in the world do I want you around me? Am I right? But still, we have to live godly because in the process, no, 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 we no, are trying to be a witness. No, no, no. You're trying no, to be a witness. Mm-hmm. No, no, but I was just listening to my music. Okay. Or okay. listening to the program. And just the thought of it being of God, you flee. Okay, I didn't I say anything wrong to you. I was just quietly listening to my music or reading my Bible, okay. and you I got discouraged. So yeah, what are you doing in this situation? Yes. So like it's that? the Holy Spirit. You need to go argue with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I wasn't being mean. It was just I was okay. just listening, and you got discouraged. So obviously you're on a different page. And I know when exactly. I was on that page, I didn't want to date anybody who was in theology. Because I didn't mm-hmm. want to discourage them. And it wasn't that I didn't want, I realized, like, once again, I wasn't where I needed to be with God. And so mm-hmm. anybody who was with God like that, I didn't want to have nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. And I said, wow, Lord, I missed out on a lot. Because, you know what, I needed to be closer to those kind of people to, to make pure choices, to surround myself with those type of people. To, to to draw closer to you, but sometimes as young people we don't we don't get it. 
And no. as an older person now, I'm getting it. That instead mm-hmm. of running away, we should run too. Because a lot of choices, even the small choices, we will make better choices if we allow God to lead us, even in the small choices. That's right. Okay. I just wanted That's to right. know. Yeah. Because I'm say something? Thank you so much. Go ahead. Did I say something? Yeah, this is Brother Patrick sure. here. Um, uh, Hello, Brother. Every, every family home or marriage should have a a mirror in every room. And it's not a physical mirror, a spiritual mirror. Because sometimes mm-hmm. we blame each other and we don't see ourselves. So we need a mirror on four walls. Because sometimes we got to look that and down. see that in the marriage sometimes we are the problem. But all we see is the mm-hmm. other person. So we need some more mirrors. Spiritual mirrors to see what am I doing wrong. Thank you. What do I bring to the table? I like that. Was I wounded when I got to the table? Was I abused? And because I was abused, mm-hmm. I don't trust nobody. You know? All different mm-hmm. things can go through, you know, when you're into a marriage. And you can bring the baggage and put on to another baggage. And it's a bigger baggage. Baggages. You know, you know, a mixture of baggages. So... It's only Christ. And as I said, we need to put up yeah. some spiritual mirrors and first analyze our own self in the mirror. And then we can see how it affects. And a lot of us marry and we weren't compatible spiritually. And we want God to work it out when there's so much issues. So that's all I have to say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank um, you for your comment. Hi, can I say something? Good evening. Yes. Yeah, I want to ask a question. Um, is it right? Is it right for a wife to go through a husband's phone like if he's sleeping? No, 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 no. At no time whatsoever. Don't do that. As I, it's no, no, no. so it's wrong. Not me. It's not me, but it's just, it's just not old. Yeah, I understand. That's so wrong. I never, ever, 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 ever checked my husband's phone. I never checked his pocket because I trusted him. And even if I didn't trust him, I didn't do it because it was, it would have been out of my place. And he didn't. He didn't check my phone. Our phones would be thrown down together, and none of us would pick up each other's phone. You know that that's not right. That's so just that's, not right. So that, uh, As I said sorry. before, if the person is doing something that is dishonest, and you are suspicious, go to uh-huh. God, and God will reveal it to you, and okay. then you can God will tell you how to handle it. That's how you deal okay. with situations. But never, ever, ever, ever do that. Yeah, that's just okay. so. Because it's like a way of mm-hmm. not trusting the other person, right? Yes, and it's just so, you know, very. it's very low. Yeah, okay. Okay, thank you so much. You're welcome. Hello, and I'm going sir. to because nice. we're kind of running out of time. Pardon me? Can you hear me? Yes. Hello. Hello, yes, I'm hearing you. Go ahead. Yeah, this is Sister Charlene. Um, I'm not sure if you spoke about... Hi. I'm not sure if you spoke about um, persons who may have been together and then situations occur because I met in the middle when I started to listen to you, so I apologize for that. But um, I just wanted to comment... (laughs) Yeah, I just wanted to comment on that particularly because sometimes, because this is a situation I have been in, um, and some people have it worse where they have been in the church together, got married together, doing stuff together, and the spouse decides one day that they're leaving the church, leaving, going straight into the world sometimes. I don't have that part of it, but you know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. it's not only a severance of the spiritual relationship, but also of the physical relationship in some cases. 
right? And um, yes, uh, I wanted to add to what Brother Patrick was saying too, because yes, sometimes we are in a situation where we're in an argument or something occurs and our emotions take over. And we have to think about what of that part is your part in the argument, right? Because sometimes you mm-hmm. say something when you're, dis- you're talking and because the person says something to hurt you, it is not about the argument. You just want to hurt back the person, right? In the heat of the moment. Yes. yes. And um, <laughs> what I have experienced going to God is God telling, asking me, what, what did you do right in this? You know what I mean? And it, it kind of knocked yes. me down on my, <laughs> and I had to uh-huh, knock you off your high horse. Right. And I had to sit down <laughs> and really think about what was my part in this. And how, because it's, you know, think you, when you go to a, a relationship, there's sick and there's sin, there's situations, circumstances that come up that will cause different stresses to the marriage, right? And these yeah. things can cause hurt. Some people don't talk about it and it becomes uh, and set, um like a wound and it just explodes right out of your mouth. <laughs> Or some people just That's talk, right. Talk, oh, talk, yes. Talk, right? Mm-hmm. So in my experience, I grew up in a family. Like, my parents are together, but they had a real problem within their marriage. So it was, you know what I mean? They're, they're, they're together, but they are, there's fighting going on. I don't mean physical. I mean, like, yes. arguments. Yes. So I, I know. I understand. The, Right. So growing up under that, you come out with a distrust, right? And you have to work on that mm-hmm. before you get into a marriage. <laughs> Sometimes we don't. I had That's that issue. Right. It took me a while to trust and then to trust the person. So when you are going, you're, you know, you have to, I was trying to, it's like I was always looking for a hole. Okay. You know, when is he going to disappoint me? Mm-hmm. Because that is the message I got growing up. You know, and yes. I had to go to God with that. So um, in terms of the baggage that Brother Patrick was talking about, but also there are issues that come into the marriage, things that a person might do. And then because you have certain things in your mind and messages that you got, your mind goes to the negative, but God, Right. And so, as you yes. were saying, yes, we have to go to God, but we have to think about what it is in our part. What is our part in the situation, in the argument, in whatever it is, and ask the Lord to deal with us, you know? And then the hard part is to apologize <laughs> and to seek oh, forgiveness oh, yes. from oh, that yes. person. Right? Oh, I, yes. I had to do that. And also to be able to understand what the person a person might be arguing with you but they are they are hurt they're coming from a place of hurt but they are you are seeing the mm-hmm. anger so mm-hmm. these are some of the things that the lord had to wake me up with going to him you know and um just wanted to mm-hmm. highlight that part that when we go to the Lord, yeah. remember the Lord is gonna come to you <laughs> with you as you do have done. Yes. <laughs> so I just wanted to point that out that yeah. we have to be we, prepared. You know, <laughs> yeah, we have that's to be right. prepared. And you know, yeah. That's right. And you know, we never see ourselves at fault. We go to God and we are complaining, Hey God, did you hear what he just said to me? And God is saying you need to go and apologize. You did this and you did that. Okay, Lord. <laughs> Very humbling. Very humbling. So um, I know we're almost running out of time and I have so much to share, but I just want to touch on this era briefly and then I can pick up, do number three next time. So um, this section I want to talk about is the key to a strong and healthy marriage. And the first step is acceptance. 
too many of us have this deep struggle with self-acceptance. And oftentimes it is based on our beliefs about who we are or who we, how we think others view us. You know, sometimes we don't think we're smart enough, we're beautiful enough, and we even think that we are worthless and insignificant. And most of the times we accept the labels that people place on us instead of what God said about us. And because of this, we spend the better part of our lives being unhappy in our own skin. And therefore, we try to fix everything about us. We try to fix our hair. We try to fix our skin or appearance. We try to change our environment and our mannerism to make us more acceptable to others within our society. And sometimes we work so hard at changing ourselves that we don't even recognize who we have become. And, you know, we're so focused on living out other people's version of who they think we should be that we inevitably become someone else. And for a time, it appears to work. However, there will come a time when discontentment sets in and we are forced to take a hard look at our true self in the mirror and recognize that what we have been sold, you know, was a lie. And that our happiness can only be um, can only be um, achieved in God. We can only find true happiness in God, and that happiness is not physical, but spiritual. And we will never be happy until we um, find our true identity. And our identity is in God who created us. Like in Revelation 4, verse 11, the scripture, it said that God created us for his pleasure. And in back to Genesis, where the scripture says that we were created in the image of God. So we were made into the likeness of God. So this means that we are empowered and we are valuable and our value does not consist in the things that we accumulate to ourselves to make us feel better of ourselves, but our value is in who God says we are. He says that you are fearful and wonderfully made. I've given you dominion over all everything else that I've created. So we are gifted with supernatural abilities which exceed that of any other created being. And when we are accepting of ourselves, we will rid ourselves of all pretenses and love ourselves just the way we, God sees us. We need to be compassionate. We talk about being compassionate to others. How can you be compassionate and kind to others when you're not being compassionate and kind to yourself? We need to be compassionate to ourselves and give ourselves a break. Sometimes we're so hard on ourselves. We're so critical. We judge ourselves so harshly, and we need to stop doing that. We need to love ourselves as if we feel worthy of God's love. And if we do not love ourselves, we cannot love others. When we feel fulfilled in who we are, it becomes easier for us to accept our spouses. We must stop trying to change them to suit our selfish desires because we cannot change another person. And this is a truth that we must accept. Women, love and accept yourself as you are. Your fat, your flaps, your wrinkles, your stretch mark, and even your gray hair. Do not let them depress you by soaking up all your energies so that you have no time for God or for your spouse. Some of these things, yes, you can get help with them, 
But until you get there, embrace the beautiful person whom God created you to be and ignore the voice of condemnation from the devil. Focus your attention on that which is true about you. You are a child of God. Your spouse and the life you have together. So focus on what is true about you, your spouse, and the life you have together. Don't expect more than you are willing to give. Giving makes you feel better about who you are, and of course, the receiver is blessed too. So if you go into a marriage expecting to give 25%, don't expect to receive 100%. It should be 100% on each part, not 50-50. I put my 100% in, and you put your 100% in. And I think I'm going to stop right here because that's all I have time for today. If anyone wants to jump in with a quick comment, go right ahead. Okay, I guess this concludes our Bible study. Sister yeah. Michelle. Oh, hello, hello. Yes. I wonder what happened to those people who've been married for thirty years, and all of a sudden they no longer want to be married. What happened? What happened to them? Because they didn't work on it. They just they just stop, you know, working on their marriage, and become complacent. It's like oh. You know, we've been married for all these years and we are together now and that's okay. So they don't talk as much as they used to talk. They don't have dates anymore and they don't do the things that they were doing during courtship. So it fizzles out. Okay. Because they stop praying together because mm-hmm. they say the family that prays together stays together. So they stop praying together yes. and trying to look, started to look in their own direction. So everything fall apart, and that's what the enemy wants. You know, he exactly. wants the enemy to look and you have some... to just creep right in. You know, and you know, at times yes. when you look, especially into your marriage, we have to try to keep all doors closed so that you don't have no doors to come in. You know, and that's where that's it right. comes with. Prior, we have to pray together all the time, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but there are times when couples will pray together and they still don't do anything else but pray, and that marriage is not going to hold up on just praying, praying, praying. They need to do things, you know, together as well, other things together. Okay, so thank you all for your comments and your questions, and I'm going Anna, to it back over to Sister Michelle. This is Sister Walters, and I just Hello, wanted to say, um, to have a marriage that you, um, you know, you're married in your uh, covenant, you're married for better or for worse, in sickness and in health, and mm-hmm. all these things you say at the altar but then when the altar is behind you and you're going forth you don't remember those things that you are being committed to and to have a a really sacred marriage you have to have God in the center of both of your lives you have to have a life with God and your spouse have a life with God and your family have a life with God. If That's God right. is not at the center, then you're not going to be able to keep that covenant that you did at the altar for sickness or for better or for worse or for whatever. Yeah. It's not going to happen. It cannot be one-sided so right. because you are one. You become one. You are one. And mm-hmm. it's not going to work if it's only one that one is side. doing the work. Not going to work. Right. And God is not in it. It can't work. 
And that's just my 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 piece. Okay, thank you, Sister Walters. Thank you so much, and thank you, everyone. And I'm going to clo- close out now, so I'm just going to say a quick prayer. And I thank you all for coming, and part three is coming up, so the next time I'll go further. Okay, dear kind and loving Father, we just want to thank you, Lord, that you are a God of love, that you're a God of joy, you're a God of peace, you're a God of order. And you are a God of wisdom and understanding. Father, sometimes it is so difficult for us, your children, to get along with each other. But Lord, I pray that you send your Holy Spirit to be upon us, O God, and to teach us, Heavenly Father, how to relate to each other and how to relate to you, Lord, because sometimes we don't even know how to pray or how to unburden to you. So, Father, I just want to pray for marriages, Lord. I know you believe in marriages. You created marriage, Father, and the marriage relationship is equated, can be equated to the relationship that you want to have with us, God. So, please, Lord, I pray that you bless the marriages, Lord, of your children, Heavenly Father, who are on the fire. Wife and husband, they're not speaking Wife and husband, be mean to each other. Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit will go into every home, O oh God, and that you'll change the circumstances, O oh God, and that you change the environment. Let there be love. Let there be mutual respect. Let there be joy, and let there be a fear, godly fear, O oh God, in the spouses, Heavenly Father. And Lord, I pray too for those who are of the world that you will teach them, Lord, how to love you and how to be better people and bring healing, O God, and restoration to the lives of those who are hurting now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Good night, everyone. Amen. Praise the Lord. I know we're kind of pressed for time, but, you know, we know we're pressed for time, but we're giving God praise and thanks for his mercy, grace, and love. And indeed, we know that um, marriages are something that God definitely put together. And, you know, earlier on in the study, he talks about sometimes there are things that come forth that the Lord wants us to work on, you know, if it might be angry, you know, anger or you know, different, different things that will come out of your character or come outside of you. And you yourself have to definitely take a look in that spiritual mirror to say, wow, I didn't know I was, you know, a person who can get angry easily. Or I didn't know that I was a person of jealous, um, you know, jealousy. So many things, other small things. Um, it's It's like a chain, you know, that has different links and we have to work on these links to make sure we have to check each link to make sure that the link is you know it's not corroded it's, it's it's strong so we definitely have to search ourselves and you know as young people you know and young marriages uh, as we encourage them as well as we encourage ourselves that you know it can work it can work even though it's two different people but the key thing is to put God, as as our sister says, you know, you have to give you give a hundred percent. You normally you're going into a marriage, you're thinking, man, it's a fifty-fifty, but we recognize that it's a hundred percent. You give your hundred, and the other person give their hundred, and so you know it will balance out. And we see over the years that the key thing though is to go to God. And if the Lord show you and give you all the red flags, don't pursue. You know, if you're really using that spirit of discernment that the Lord has given unto each and every one of us, that we can make clear decision, proper decision as we go to him. You know, if, if there are certain challenges, if there are certain things, and you take it to the Lord and the Lord, you know, even though it's the desire of your heart, but it's not the desire of the Lord's or what the Lord have in store for you, you know, you have to find it within within yourself to say, you know what, I have to let it go because the Lord 
you know, point me in this direction. The Lord is leading me in this direction. And he shows you all these red flags, but yet still we sometimes press and, 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 and you know, thinking that, you know what, I, I could change this person. You know, they have, you know, good characters, but, you know, majority of it is bad, but I, I could change them over. I, I could change them. I could work on them, you know. So if the Lord is showing us, indeed, let us take heed. But, you know, praise God for our sister, indeed, for that study. And we're going to, you know, look forward to pa- part three of the study. Part part three of this study. Praise you, the Lord, to God be the glory. Amen. Well, we just want to thank each and every one for joining the Bunt to Christ ministry for another Bible study. And it's all about the marriage, you know, what, what God expects of us. Uh, so as we look forward for tomorrow morning, where we'll join back together as a family in worship. Because remember, the Bunt to Christ ministry is a family help network. So indeed, you know, we're looking forward for tomorrow morning to join back together at 5 a.m. So we give God the praise, honor, and glory. So have a blessed night, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Bun to Christ Ministries podcast. We hope that you were blessed. Feel free to visit our website at buntochrist.com for more content and information. Also, feel free to contact us at buntochrist70 at gmail.com with your prayer requests or any questions you may have. May God richly bless you, and we'll see you next time.